Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Um, I would like to encourage everyone, uh, especially those ones who are not yet married, uh, that it's a good thing. Uh, it's been a wonderful. <laughs> it's been it's been a wonderful few weeks. Uh, married to Prudence, my beautiful wife. <laughs> so I would like to say thank you to Rev Daniel, uh, thank you to LP Della, thank you to Bishop Larry, uh, Bishop Doug. Uh, I can't mention everyone, uh, but please don't be angry with me. I, I can't say all of you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Good morning, church. Um, my name is Prudence Chinomona Chimuka. And, uh, <laughs> yes. and I'm, I'm a member of Apache. My testimony is on um, uh, getting a job. So in, in February, I don't remember the date, but during uh, was it Sunday service, or um, um, I forgot, but uh, Rev D called for people who didn't have jobs, who were looking for jobs, uh, who were still looking for jobs to come, for, uh, to come in front, and he prayed for us. And I... I believed that I, my testimony will come, and I, uh, we went home, we continued praying, and um, I think less than two months down the line, I, I received a call from my former boss, uh, he was talking about other, I mean not a call, an email, and then I responded to the email, um, telling him that I, I am done with my exams, and uh, I'm looking for a job. And he said, when, when do you want to start? If you want to come back, that is, <laughs> if you want to come back and decide, yes, I, I want to come back. Uh, and he said, yeah, just decide when you want to come and you can come. So today I am working again. Uh, so, yeah, in my former workplace, I had resigned because I wanted to focus on my studies and so for him to take me back, I think I, I want to encourage others who are in work in different workplaces to take your job seriously. Because if I wasn't taking my job seriously, he wouldn't have taken me back. And also, um, I want to give testimony on how I passed my exams last last year in October. I wrote my exams. Um, I think Sister Bulelo. I don't know if she remembers. She came to my home, I think two or three times. She, she prayed for me. I told her I was writing exams, and the exams are so difficult, I'm afraid I'm not going to make it. And then she prayed for me. She said, you will make it. She prayed, and she prayed. And then, yeah, I went to her back, and I said, no, I got the job. Yeah, we thank God. So I want to encourage um, church members to pray for each other because another person's prayer is so powerful, so when you have problems, share with, 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 your, with the church family and uh, you will give your testimony. Thank you. Wow. A big round of applause for God for that. You are truly blessed. 
We are blessed to be in this church. We have two anonymous testimonies that I'd also like to share with you with, in the same line as what Sister Prudence had shared on the lines of prayer. And one of them says, Greetings, saints. I attended your church once by chance. I was in Maritzburg for a job interview and I decided to stay over at this friend's place in Denison. She happened to be going for evening service, so I decided to tag along. The teaching on that day was on healing. Rev taught that healing was like bread to the children of the Lord and that they, should, they shouldn't have to beg for it. Well, to cut a long story short, I miraculously landed the job that I'd come for an interview for. They had already hired the five people that they needed, but one of the people had a job elsewhere and they called me to start working in their stead. My internship has since ended, but I believe that God is in his goodness will bless me with a good and permanent job. The same person sent a message saying that a friend and, for, and former colleague of, of hers has a three-year-old child who has been in and out of hospital since birth. I contacted Rev D for prayer as the little girl's life was on the line in hospital. By the grace of God, the child is recovering at home now. Thank you, Rev D, for the prayers and for being so approachable. Your prayers avail much. I pray for their salvation and that she will grow up and come to testify to the goodness of God. Give glory, give glory to God for that testimony. Our last testimony is from also another anonymous person who wants to testify and says, I moved into my new home with my husband in December 2017. And ever since then, at least once a week, I would have a dream. And in the dream, I would be having sex with someone. Initially, when they started it, started, it would be my husband in the dream. It went on to be random guys I didn't know. And on the 10th of March, I decided to tell Rev D about the issue. As, as the previous night, it was now a woman that I slept with in the dream. He declared that I would never have such dreams again. I'm so glad to say that ever since that day, it's been close to two months now, and I have never had a single dream like that. I just want to thank God for the wonderful father he has given us and a church who speak and situations respond. Amen. Glory to God for these wonderful testimonies. A big round of applause to God for all these. We are really blessed to be in this church. Continue clapping your hands as the dancing stars come to minister to God. Like a laundry, but I'm telling me no boundary. I eat the 
Another round of applause. Rev T, do we have a repeat in church? Oh, time won't permit, but I wanted a repeat. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Media. Wow. Without wasting any time, the people that are coming to minister to us, they have too much sauce as well. Let us welcome the stars! Somebody say yeah! Say double yeah! Wow. Give the stars a round of applause.
your town in hell as there's no hope at all. In the lake of fire, there's darkness
many of you believe you can try? You can try. You can try. You can at least try. I said you can at least try. I believe I can try. I believe I can work for God. Preaching, visiting, and counseling. Interacting with them every day. I believe I can try. I believe I can feed and lead. I believe I can count the people. I believe I can carry them. I believe I can try. It's very simple. Very. We are all stars. Put your hands together for yourselves. Put your hands together for yourselves. Wow. What a wonderful church. Well, lift your hands and let's pray. Father, thanks a million for this wonderful opportunity to be together as your children. Bless us. Speak to us. Direct us. Direct us back to your spirit. Direct us back to Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. Holy Spirit, I humble myself and I say, use me to your glory. We bless you. We thank you. Let my hearers be blessed. Let my hearers be transformed in the name of Jesus. Visit us in a mighty, mighty way, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful. Let's sing this song to the glory of Jesus. Wonderful name it is, the name 
your problem cannot stand against that name your boss cannot stand against that name your enemy cannot stand against that name your challenge cannot stand against that name it's that name jesus Whatever you came here with, whether be it a disease, even a famous disease, HIV AIDS. Bible says he slew famous kings, even Pharaoh. God is a master at slaying diseases, kings with names. Because his name is more powerful. Lift up your hands. I believe God is healing some people here today. Lift up your hands wherever you are. God's healing power is moving through. As we sing this chorus again, God's healing power is moving through this place right now. What a powerful name it is. His healing power is moving through this place. He's moving through this place. He's moving through this place. He's moving through this place right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. It's a powerful name. What a powerful Right now, receive that breakthrough that you have been waiting for. Receive it wherever you are. Receive it wherever you are. Solutions, miraculous solutions are coming to you right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. We bless you. We bless you. Father, thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your miraculous power. Thank you for the power in the name of Jesus. Your word declares that God has given him a name that is above every name that at the mention of that name, Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess in heaven of things in heaven on earth and under the earth we claim that power and we activate it in our lives now in the name of jesus if you believe it and you believe for your miracle shout your loudest amen hallelujah you may be seated wow it's rocking here, I tell you. Well, it's exciting to be with you again for this winter gathering service. I believe so many miracles have taken place already. Yeah, I believe it. And you are going to see it manifest. Hallelujah. Thank God for the testimonies that were read. I remember when the lady got in touch with me regarding the sick little girl. The girl was in ICU. And we shared a word of prayer. ICU. 
Yeah, we shared a word of prayer. Intensive, ICU is for intensive care unit. You know, when your case is critical, you, you are teething between life and death. They put you in ICU. So we believe God and we prayed. Now, the response we got, we got that response about 36 hours later. That not only is the child out of ICU, the child is at home. At home. Yeah, at home. For, for you to get out of ICU, they monitor you and let you go home. It's a miracle. Yeah. Then the second one was also about um, this lady who, um, she moved into a new place. And anytime you move into a new place, don't take it for granted. Because you don't know what was done there before you came. Do you get it? So she moved into a new place. And in this her new place, um, she, was, she was just narrating to me how every night she'll have a dream and somebody will come to sleep with her. And in the dream, it started with her husband, then I became other people. But the, the day before or the night in question, it was now a lady. So it's now even she has switched her sexual preferences. If I'm allowed to put it that way in church. Do you get it? She had switched onto the other side. Do you, do you get it? And she was not even alarmed. So she told me about it. And as she was talking, in the middle of the conversation, I said, today is the last time you have such a dream. She said, let us pray. I said, there's nothing to pray about. She said, pastor, wouldn't you pray for me? I said, there's nothing to pray about. It is over. That's all. Just thank God and go for it. And... When, as, at the time she was sending the testimony, this is at the beginning of the year. At the time she was sending the testimony, it had been two months. She had never had that dream before. Now, as I'm talking, it's been, we are in what? June. Yeah, so now it's four months since she last had anything like that. May God visit you and deliver you from captivity. My God. God we serve a powerful God. Yeah, very powerful God. Hallelujah. So, believe in miracles and believe in the power of God. Amen. Well, for the next 30 minutes, let me share something with you and then we will be blessed as a church. Amen. Today, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about why we need the Holy Spirit. Amen. And my intention is to draw the church back to the Holy Spirit. Okay, draw our attention back to the Holy Spirit. Get us to focus on the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, the church is dead. Bible says, as the the body without the Spirit is dead, faith without works is useless. Do you get it? So when the church doesn't have the Holy Spirit or doesn't focus on the Holy Spirit, the church begins to die. Hallelujah. May our church not die. Wonderful. So, and, and fortunately for me, Bishop is sharing on enjoying life or enjoying your life on this earth with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm recommending this message to you to go and be listening. It's on podcast. He continues today. I'm recommending it to everybody to go listening to it. Hallelujah. So, I'm just sharing, this is something I've been sharing. If you've been listening to my podcast, you should have seen it by now. Why 
we need the Holy Spirit. Something I've been sharing already in Deban. And I just want to share it because I think it will get the work done so that we can all focus one more time on the Holy Spirit. And then also as we listen to Bishop's message on the Holy Spirit, it's to stir us up to listen to that series of messages as well. Amen. And then also, we are going to be praying more and more and more and more for the Holy Spirit. Amen. So pastors in all our churches, our main prayer topic should be more of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit will fill the church, the Holy Spirit will fill our lives, the Holy Spirit will fill whatever we are doing. Because without that, you and I are not doing anything. Amen. John 14, 16, Jesus is speaking in verse 15. He has said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Then 16, he says that I will pray the Father and he will send you another comforter that he may abide with you always. Hallelujah. So Jesus is preparing because Jesus got a WhatsApp in John chapter 13, verse 2 that Satan had entered into one of his disciples called Judas. And what this Judas was planning to do was to betray Jesus for him to be killed. So from that point, Jesus started to prepare for his death. It's like Judas had taken a hitman on Jesus. I mean, he had put a bounty on Jesus' head. He had taken, a, he had taken out a hit on Jesus. So Jesus knew that once there's a hate man around, very soon he will be dead. So he started to prepare for his death. And in preparation for his death, this is, I'm telling you, we are now in John chapter 13. So in preparation for his death, one of the things he did was that he washed his disciples' feet, which is preparing them for when he is gone. Then after that, he introduced He talked to them about heaven. John 14, he talked to them about heaven. That's where he told them, I go to my, uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. I go to prepare a place for you. Then they asked him, where are you going? Show us that we can go there. And he he said to them, I've been here with you. Don't you know the father? Then he made that famous scripture, which you know, I am the way, the truth and lie. Nobody comes to the father, but through me. Then Thomas asked him, Show us the Father so that we go to the Father ourselves. <laughs> then Jesus said, you have been with me and you don't know the Father. He who has seen the, the Son, the Father has seen, who has seen the Son, has seen the Father. After all this argument, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. All this argument is not necessary. When I go, I will talk to the Father and he will send you another comfort. And sometimes people ask questions because sometimes they are afraid. Sometimes they are uncertain. They don't know what is going to happen to them. So I don't think Thomas's question was had an evil intention. It was like, ah, Jesus, you have been everything to us. Now you say you are going to the Father. Then show us the Father so that we can also go there. Because you are saying that where you are going, we can't go. Why can't we go where you are going? Let's all go together. After all, we have been going everywhere together. It, sometimes it's out of fear. So to allay their fears, he told them, when I get there, I will talk to the father. I have connections with the father. I will talk to the father. And he will send you another comforter. And as for this guy, he will be with you always. It's not like me that, you know, somebody can take a hit on him. 
No, me, somebody can take out a hit on me, but him, nobody can try to take him out. So when I go, he will come. And Jesus described him as the comfort. In four places in the Bible, Jesus called him the comforter. I think John 14, 16, John 14, 26, John 15, 7, then I think John 15, 26, or John 16, 26. Yeah, he called him the comforter. Now, the word comforter is from the word paraclete, which means, number one, it means an advocate. An advocate is somebody who speaks on your behalf. Sometimes you have a problem, you can't speak for yourself. And you need somebody to speak on your behalf. Do you get it? Somebody, sometimes you have a problem. Sometimes you are not even wrong. But it's it's just that you can't carefully articulate your point for the people to hear. Sometimes your English weren't, it weren't. I said sometimes your English weren't good at the time. So you can't express your point Clearly. So if you were to get somebody, Lipondo, how are you? How's grade 12? The Lord loves you, and so do I. So sometimes you need somebody to speak. Sometimes you are so wrong that even the person you need to speak to, you can't even approach the person. So you need somebody to speak to the person on your behalf. And that's what the Holy Ghost, that's why Jesus called him the comforter, somebody who speaks on your behalf. He, somebody who makes your point for you, somebody who makes a case for you. Sometimes your issue is being discussed somewhere. You are not even allowed to be there. Sometimes you cannot even be there. Or you are not even aware that your case is being discussed somewhere. Do you see? So the Holy Spirit acts as that advocate. That person who makes a case for you. Somebody who puts up a defense for you. If you are a little law and order. On TV, it's one of my favorite programs on TV, Law and Order, where that special victims unit. Now I've become, then there's another special victims unit, and then which one? Crime, something that has to, crime and intent, something that has to do with crime. Then special victims, the one that has to do with rape and all those pedophiles and all those things. Now I've, I've become extra interested in those ones. Yeah. Now, when you watch, you see usually when the, you come to court, you the accused, usually when you are the accused, you are only asked one question, which is to state your plea. So they ask you, what does the defense plead? That's the thing. Then you get up. If you are pleading guilty, you just get a guilty. That's all. Uh-huh. There's some people also, not, most people, not guilty. But sometimes they, they come, it's a guilty plea. Because you don't want to take the jury through a stretch. You know you, your, your, your case is defenseless. So that when they are passing the judgment, they can be merciful. Instead of giving you 27 years, life without parole, they give you 20 years with parole. Yeah. Pastor, are you a lawyer? I'm not a lawyer. I've just gone to school before. That's all. Why? Do you get it? So they call you, you only talk once. Then you say, not guilty. Any other question they ask, you can't say anything. You are not allowed to. You can't say, hey, that's not what I told you. No, 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 no. They can charge you with contempt of court, which is another fine. If you don't believe what I'm saying, after church, you can ask Terrence. He's a proper lawyer. 
he's registered, I'm not registered. I'm a television lawyer. He's a, he works for municipality. <laughs> television acquired legal uh, expertise. Yeah. Do you get it? Now, the Holy Spirit is, is your defense attorney. He's the one who speaks for you. Say, so, oh, this is, they, they, they can't prove beyond reasonable doubt why you should be condemned. Then sometimes they'll use other evidence. Then you can see that you are going down. Then he'll come up and say that you don't have the motive for committing the crime. Hey! I tell you, motive. Then they have to prove mo- that you have a motive. Then opportunity. Because you may have the motive, you may be prepared, but you didn't get the opportunity. Maybe you have an alibi. You were in Somerset East on the day of the crime, which makes it impossible for you to commit the crime. I tell you, when Satan is accusing you before God, then the Holy Spirit is also there making your case. My God. That's why we need that. Jesus called him the comforter, which is the advocate. The word paraclete also means the defender. Somebody who puts a defense for you. When something evil, if you have watched a little soccer, you see when they are trying to score against your team, the players who come and stand there and make sure that they don't score. Sergio Ramos. Yeah, Sergio Ramos. Those people. Yeah. I saw a picture of him tackling Messi. He brought Messi down. Injured Messi. He tackled Mo Salah, he injured Mo Salah. He tackled Zlatan Ibrahimovic, he got injured. <laughs> no, Zlatan, no, Zlatan, you tackle Zlatan, you go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chuck Norris. Zlatan is like Chuck Norris. But he's a defender. The word paraclete also means the strengthener. Somebody who comes to... May you receive strength where you are going weak. Strengthener. It also means the helper. Somebody who comes to help you. Many of us need help in many different areas. The Holy Spirit comes to help. So when Jesus said, I was sending enough, and it also means comforter. Somebody who comes to comfort you. So when Jesus said, I am sending you, I will, I will pray the Father, he will send you another comforter. This is what he meant. This is the full package. Not somebody who just make you speak in tongues. This is the full package of what Jesus was sending us. Hallelujah. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Even if you are not convinced already by who the Holy Spirit is. By now, by now you should be convinced. You should be telling the rep, you know, it's okay, let's take an offering and go home. I, I can see. If this is the Holy Spirit, then I can see that I need the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit helps us to obey God. Ezekiel 36, the Bible says in verse 26, it says, And a new spirit will I give you a new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I give you and I take I'll take out the heart of stone which is in your flesh and I'll put a heart of flesh so Jesus is talking and he um, Ezekiel the prophet Ezekiel is talking and he says that I'll give, God is saying I'll give you a new spirit and I'll give you a new heart 
and I'll take out the heart of stone from your flesh. He was explaining why we are stubborn. He was explaining why we don't do the things God asks us to do. It's because our hearts are hard and callous. Do you get our hearts are very hard. So it makes it difficult for us to do what God is asking us to do. He says, I will take the stony heart and I'll put a heart of flesh. The next verse he says that, and I will put my spirit in you. He says, that's also something. Apart from this heart transplant that I'm going to do, I'm also going to put my spirit within you. And my spirit will make you walk in my commandments, in my statutes, and it will make you keep my commandments and do them. He said, the reason why I'm giving you the Holy Spirit is to help you to keep my commandments and to do it. And to do it. Many of us come to church, we hear the preaching. It's nice, we are excited whilst we are around, but when we go home, when we go home, and we are faced with keeping the commandment. Oh God. That's where we realize that you. Pastor. Why didn't you go to Deban? And you came here today. To come and say these things that you are saying. Yeah. If you had left Lady Pastor Della here. She would have been talking about the blood. And by the time we go home, we feel free. But you have come all the way from Deben to come and give us such a difficult instruction. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I'll give you the Spirit. And you will keep my commandment. So in Acts chapter 1, he's talking to his disciples about evangelizing the world. Evangelizing the world. He's talked to them about it. Then he, he tells them, you will receive power. Lindo, I didn't see you. Wow. What a shock. <laughs> what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of... This is for not seeing Lindo, I tell you. I didn't see Lindo. <laughs> wow. I see Amen. Let the church say amen. Yeah. Wow. What was I saying before Lindu confused me? So he's talking to them about evangelizing the world. And he tells them, he says in verse 8, you will receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the ends of the earth. He said, what I'm asking you to do, if you rise up with your strength, you can't do it. You you can't do it. There are so many things that God expects us to do. We can't do it. I mean, Bible says, wife, submit yourself to your own husband. Meanwhile, when you look at this husband, you can tell that this scripture doesn't apply to him. You, look, if you read Amplified Version, does it apply to him? King James Version, does it apply to him? Um, NIV, does it apply to him? Standard English Version, does it apply to him? Even the Zulu Bible, does it apply to him? 
when you look at him, if the message Bible, look, if message Bible doesn't apply to you, your case is very serious. You can see that it doesn't apply to him. At all. The only page in the Bible that applies to him is when Nabal appeared in the Bible. I mean, you have married a Nabalistic man. And you are seeing Ephesians and Paul is saying, Wife, submit yourself to your own husband. You look at this script. Anytime you see the scripture, you start to cry. <laughs> oh, God. This HIV prone husband. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, he's making every effort to get HIV. Effort. He's forcing. When you look at the scripture, you have to use God. Help from his spirit to obey the scripture. Yeah, and that's how the Holy Spirit comes to help us to obey God. Sometimes you're a young lady, you are moving around nicely, doing your best first year university. Things seem to be going well. Then suddenly financial crisis, financial aid said won't pay again. Now parents have to fork out the money so that you can pay. Now the money is also not coming. Like life has become survivor. I tell you, survivor. You've done everything. You have cut your hair so you don't have to do hair, saloon, everything. You have done everything known to man, but still life is difficult. No, no, we have moved from Lindo long ago. Then here comes a bald man like Isaac Hayes. With a three and a half month pregnancy in front of his stomach. And he's letting you know that all these your problems can go away. All you have to do is to get into my BMW. That's all. Is that all? Just get into your BMW? And he says, yeah, that's all. To look at it and say that, hmm, this story we have seen some before, and we know how it ends. I won't go into this thing. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. The Holy Spirit. To strengthen you to say, No! I would rather not go to school than enter into your BMW. Yeah. Need the Holy Spirit. This clap, you can see that the battery is low, but. Yeah. And the battery could be low for one or two reasons. One of which could be that when it got to your turn, you couldn't say no. Young man moving around, singing in the choir nicely. 
I see dreams and trees, red roses too. I see them bloom for you and me. And I said to myself, what a wonderful world. I see Rev D preaching Bible verses. What are the words? Words of life. And I said to myself, What a wonderful chance. What it means is that as you are standing there, all the eyes are on you. Now, different, different approaches. You know, different approaches are coming. For you to stand there and say that, no, don't answer. One, don't. No, 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 sit down. It's okay. For you to say, hey, this thing is a trap to destroy this beautiful thing we have started. You need power from the Holy Spirit. Oh, you'll be sitting there and they'll be there. You say, you are the nicest singer we have ever seen. Since, since we joined the church, nobody has been singing like you. And the way you are singing the song, even the way you can sing, you turn your back and you look at the stage, then you turn again. Oh, 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 oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. You know, you, 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 you know, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, ah, oh. uh, is he called Johnny? Uh, some of them are called Johnny. Okay, sit down, we use another name. You know something? I, I mean, you see, you see, the whole song is nice, I have to say it, but the way you come in, we are the church. Oh, when, when you sing like that, my heart just begins to slope. For you to rise up and to say, Hey, we have seen your tie before. You wicked girl, get thee behind me. Sent from the devil to destroy me. You see, nowadays I'm going to call things as they are because it's important that you know. Some of the girls are, are sent by the devil. Yeah. I mean, you see a girl, normal human being. She's so attractive that you can. Hey. You, you don't even know what. When you look at her, it's like. You were caramel, but now now you are yellow. It's like she changes 
as the day is she's cam- camelic. She's like a chameleon. So she changes to suit the time. Meanwhile, we know you. Hey, I need come, come. We know you. Look, I mean, look at her. She has beaten men before men. She has beaten them before men. Don't, don't tell them it's okay. Take a picture of her smile. Yeah. She has beaten men before. Then now you look at it like somebody call a doctor. Somebody call a doctor. There must be a demonic power. There must, most definitely, there must be a demonic power. Yeah, because when she goes to a house, please sit down. Thank you. So, when she goes to a house, the people in the house don't see what you are. You are seeing something must be. Pa- she must definitely be powered by somebody, not Escom, but by somebody. Yeah, by somebody. Yeah. So you will see that that you have made a mistake, Abby. When you see her, she's now ordinary like everybody. Then it's like, ah, what happened? Yeah. In the Bible, there was a guy called Amnon. And he had a half-sister called Tama. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Now, to cut a long story short, because that's not what I'm preaching about. She went in, he went in on her after. But the Bible said he loved her so much, the love made him sick. A love that makes you sick is not good for you. Even if for anything at all, for medical reasons, it is not good for you. On medical grounds. I mean, use common sense. Something that makes you sick, it's not good for you. Your doctor will not recommend, ask your doctor, I will not recommend it for you. Because it makes you sick. You are allergic to it. No, you are. You are allergic to it. Because it makes you sick. It can kill you. Yeah, one day when you die, cause of death, love. Now, even Romeo and Juliet... It's not love that killed them. It's stupidity that killed them. Romeo thought Juliet was dead and killed himself. That's not love. That's stupidity. Then Juliet woke up and Romeo was dead and she killed herself. That's also stupidity, not love. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. To keep, to obey God. Even to pay your tithe, you need the Holy Spirit to keep telling you it's the most important thing to do. You can survive without chopping your tithe. The Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you, you will have reasons. Reasons. Reasons why it cannot be done. You look and say, hey, hey, my, my, the money I need to survive is 8,456 rands and some coins. And then, my salary is 6,400 rands. So I even have a gap of 2,000 rands. 46, 46, two, two, no, 2,046 rands and some coins difference. How am I going to survive? Now, pastor says I must pay tithe of about seven, seven, 500 rands. If you round it up, about 500 or 450 rands. 
That even makes my difference even more. Hey! Yesterday I gave my children their allowance. Now when I give them the allowance, one of them last week took a loan from the other one to buy a birthday present for a friend. Now when he was taking the loan, I was wondering, if you don't buy the birthday present, what will happen? Still, he insisted, so he went to take the loan. Now, the terms of the loan was that he will pay in July. So, next, July is next month, ne? So, when he got it, when they got the allowance, now the bank, which is the other brother, decided that we have changed the terms of the agreement. You are paying now. I've changed my mind. You are paying now. Yeah, that's what happens when you take a loan from a loan shark. <laughs> so he ran to me, the reserve bank. <laughs> Governor Tito Mbueni. <laughs> and he said to me, look at what FMB is doing. They are changing the terms of the agreement. It's not fair. Without notice. <laughs> Just when it's like you owe Edgar's and see you at KFC eating chicken. And they say, hey, bring our money, bring our money. Yeah. That's what was happening to my son. So he came crying. Then I said, well, go and pay the money. And be free. That's why I said, don't borrow me from anybody. Just go. I said, go and pay. His face was, and when the reserve bank says pay, you don't have a choice. So he went to pay, and the money is like half of his allowance. <laughs> he went to pay the money in tears. When he finished, I told him, you see? So when you don't have, you don't have. When you have, you have. You don't go and borrow anybody's money from now. So all he's left with is his tithe and offerings. Nothing more for the man. I say, yes, that's how life is. Come and move around in this world. Taking money from anybody and be there. <laughs> yeah. Then later out of pity, I said, okay, you I'll contribute 50 rands to your, your survivor. But he learned an important lesson. Yeah. I even wanted it. I knew I was going to help him out, but I wanted him to cry for like 24 hours to learn. Yeah. Now, I was talking about paying your tithe. Whether you pay the tithe or you don't pay the tithe, you will still be broke. That's the story of everybody. Everybody is broke all the time. We just do the things we have to do. Now, the Holy Spirit must speak to you to tell you are doing the right thing. That's when you have the strength to pay your tithe. Otherwise, you will always have a reason why you can't pay your tithe. Number two, the Holy Spirit helps us help us with our weaknesses. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Romans 8, 26. For we don't know what to pray for, how we ought to. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions on our behalf in groanings that cannot be uttered. He says, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. The word infirmity is the word weakness. Weakness. Helps us with our weakness. Our weakness. As, the, as a father pitied his child, so the Lord pitied his children. For he knows our frame, that we are weak. God knows our frame, that Musa, as you are here, your frame is weakness. 
What is your frame? Your frame is like your bone structure. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate that we are using you and we are talking about frames and bone structures. Some people have a big frame, which means they cannot get smaller than that. Big bones. You see, they are, they are fit very big, like big foot. <clears throat> big frame. Some people also have a small frame. Do you get it? I mean, they have a small frame. You can't do anything about it. You can't stretch them. You can't. Their frame is small. No, 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 no. I mean, they can't stand it. I mean, and why should they stand? What difference will it make anyway? Have you heard that joke about short people saying, I mean, they can't stand, they can't stand a lot of things. And by the way, if they stand, what difference will it make? No, it's an inside joke. If you don't go to school much, you can't understand it. But if you didn't understand, your pastor will explain it to you later. Yeah. It's like the person is here, so if he stands, he'll be here. So what difference does it, whether he's sitting or standing, what difference does it make? Of course, I hear if you wave at a short person, it's called a microwave. (laughs) Oh, God! Look, I have only five minutes left. Let me finish the preaching. So God knows our frame. That our frame is weak. And we are full of weakness. There are many things we can do. Many, many, many things. If I'm to go person by person, you will hear different weaknesses. Different weaknesses. We all come with them. But one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to help us in the area of our weaknesses. Yeah. Help us where we are weak. The area that you are weak, then the Holy Spirit will help you. Help you. Help you in weaknesses. Sometimes in our, just our Christian lives, some of us have a weakness. We can't read the Bible. Not that we can't read. We can read, but we can't read the Bible. We read everything. We read um, Daily Sun. We read, um, what's the name of our newspaper? Witness. We read the witness, we read this, we read this, we read that Facebook, you read people's things. When you take the Bible, then suddenly it's like, you just go off. But the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes to help you with that. Some of us can pray, helps us with that. Some of us also have other weaknesses. Yeah, lying. I mean, you tell a lie when you get home. You ask yourself, "Why did I even tell a lie?" I mean, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I've been trying to teach my children: it's better to tell the truth and get into trouble than to lie. And my explanation is that when you tell the truth and you get into trouble, the day you need me to believe you. I will believe you. The day there's a problem and you tell me I didn't do it, I will believe that you didn't do it. Because I know my children don't tell lies. 
But if you have to tell a lie here, tell a lie. One day you will be telling the truth. And the last person you need not to believe your story, or the, the person you really need who has to believe your story will be me. And when I look at it, I'll say, hmm. From experience, you, don't, you, usually, you usually don't tell the truth. So this thing you are saying, well, good luck. If they take you to jail, good luck. I'll come and visit you there. And we start a basenta in the prison. And you will be the basenta leader. So you need me to trust you. So tell the truth. What happened? I took it and it fell down and it broke. That's all. If you get a whip, why not? Foolishness is bound. You are surprised. Foolishness is bound to the heart of the child. And the rod of correction must be used to take it away. The only thing that takes away foolishness is the rod of correction. The rod. Yeah. For some of you, that rod was not used. So it has stayed with you into even becoming an adult. Say amen. Yeah. I mean, instead of the rod being used when you were young so that that thing can fall away. Your parents left it with you. So now you are an adult. Yet, it is still with you. Yeah. Church is quiet like a Tuesday night. It's also good. Yeah, tell the truth. Some brothers have a weakness for pornography. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of pornographies. Assorted and exotic pornography. English, French. The latest one I even discovered in my preaching in Durban was Arabic. Arabic pornography. Arabic. Hey! Halal, halal pornography. Arabic. Arabic. So, haswa, hata, 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 Oh God! Arabic! But the Holy Spirit will help you. Some of you have a weakness for taking things that don't belong to you. The thing doesn't belong to you, take it. I once dealt with a girl. She, she's a taker. Have you watched the movie um, Takers? Not taking. Takers. They take money. They just take money. They, they break into banks. And they take money. Yeah, take. She has, she, she's a taker. Look. And sometimes she takes that thing. You don't understand. Look. When was it that I was preaching? I removed my shoes. Yeah, Tuesday. So say, we are all here. I've removed my shoes. Then I'm going around preaching, preaching. By the, oh, let's forget about the socks for now. By the time I finish the preaching, I'm going to wear my shoe. No, wait. Don't be in a rush. 
is left with only one foot. She has taken one foot. She has taken one foot. And you are wondering, what is she going to do with the one foot? I mean, that type of person, she has taken the microphone. Meanwhile, the microphone doesn't work by itself. Joe, the, this microphone it doesn't work by itself. It's a microphone and a receiver. Without the receiver, the microphone is useless. But she has taken the microphone. No, she, she doesn't need a receiver. She, she, she came empty. She has to go back with something. That's all. So when you are looking for the microphone, you go to a house. You see the microphone is sitting there. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> she's not trying to go and sell it. She's not trying to go and dash it to it. I mean, she came. Once she's going, she must go with something. Hey, Pastor, this one. Many of you in your homes, you have a trolley from spa. Or from shop right. Or from pick and pay. It's your house pick and pay. It's your house pick and pay. How did the trolley get to your house? Hello? How did the trolley get to your house? Since your house is not shop right. How come that you have a shop right trolley in your house? Those of you who have been flying. By the time we come, SAA blanket is in your house. SAA, SAA blanket is in your house. You traveled on KQ, Kenya Airways once. You have Kenya Airways blanket. Even you have Kenya Airways headphones, headphones. Meanwhile, those headphones don't work on anything. The pins are two. Meanwhile, one. You fly Emirates only once. <laughs> we come to your house, we ask for coffee. You bring us the coffee, we look at the teaspoon. It's written on it, fly Emirates. <laughs> Meanwhile, they don't sell it anywhere. <laughs> How did they get it? I see the Holy Spirit helping somebody, helping somebody. You are a Basenta leader, the Holy Spirit will help you. You are not able to gather the people, the Holy Spirit will help you to gather the people. There are people here, you are supposed to preach. You, you don't know how to preach. The Holy Spirit will help you. Somebody said, I can't remember the scriptures. The Holy Spirit will help you. To remember the scriptures. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm with people, I share with them a few tricks that you used to remember some of these scriptures and they become so amazed they've never seen it before there are some words in the bible they always follow each other they always follow each other Hittites, Gittites, Amorites, Jebusites Perizzites there are six names and Hivites they always follow together so as soon as you see Hittites Hittites always come first Hittites then the rest will follow same sequence all the time if you don't know, you don't know. So you'll be looking, hey, the Ammonite, Ammonite, Ammonicante, Ammotite. Ammonite, oh, okay, Ammonite. Ammonite, eh? <laughs> they always follow each other. 
Yeah. They follow you. So sometimes when I move around, some of these things come to me, and then I share it. I say, okay, when there's this, it will always follow with this. When there's this, it will always follow with this. Those are the small, small things you use to link the scriptures together. Sometimes, some of the scriptures are in blocks. Do you get it? Sometimes they are in blocks. Do you get it? So you need to see what joins the blocks together. Once you can get what joins them together, you can link both sets of scriptures together. Very simple. But people don't know. The Holy Spirit will help you to find it. Number three, I close on this one. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray the same scripture. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmity. Then he gives one of the examples of our weaknesses, which is prayer. He says, for we don't know what to pray for, how we ought to pray. For the Spirit himself makes intercessions on our behalf. The Spirit helps us to pray. Acts chapter 1, the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered in one place with one accord, and suddenly there came to the place where the house where they were sitting, a sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole place where they were, and there appeared upon them clothing tongues of fire, and it sat upon each one of them. Verse 4, the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One of the duties of the Holy Spirit is to help us to pray. Help us to pray. The reason why there's no prayer in the church is because we have not asked the Holy Spirit to help us to pray. Many people do. How many of you don't speak in tongues? You don't speak in tongues. You don't speak in tongues. Raise your hand. Don't be afraid. It's Sunday morning. So how can you pray if you don't speak in tongues? But God has given us his spirit as a gift to help us to speak in tongues. Like I said, as a church, we are going back to the rudiments. Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit filled church. Where we speak in tongues. We can come on a Sunday and that Sunday we just speak in tongues. Yeah, we just speak in tongues. We just speak in tongues. There we go. You are here, you don't speak in tongues. Come, let me pray with you quickly. I bring this service to a close. You don't speak in tongues. Come, you don't speak in. Stand to your feet, the service is over. You are here, you don't speak in tongues. Come, let's pray, pray with you quickly. You don't speak in tongues. Come. You don't speak in tongues. You are not baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you speak in tongues, begin to speak in tongues wherever you are. Begin to speak in tongues wherever you are. Bando lobo se kando riaske pelebo. Brando lobo boski pando laka kremonto ski pale. Kamoski palala brasti poliba brande rebe. Brando lobo branda lababa branta banda brabanda lababa. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.